the combination of being a strong person with good, healthy boundaries, and he's definitely a grown up, but also being vulnerable and dorky and socially awkward, sometimes anyway, not all the time, that just does it for me. <laughs> I guess I have a type. Thinky, thirsty, and over 30. Welcome to Afternoon Army, a safe place for grown army to dish and discover BTS. We are four ladies who just wanted to know their names and can now explain the meaning of Lachi Lalala. New to ARMY? No problem. Come along as we explore all the important business suit that Bangtan throws our way. Join us on the last Tuesday of every month as we hop in the clown car and drive to the circus. And stay tuned for shorter snack-sized episodes between hosts and various correspondents because one thing we know is that the content just keeps on coming. Tonight we are talking all things Jin because we have big love for Jin and he is heading off to the military soon. We don't know when, but it should be happening very soon. And with his release of The Astronaut and his Coldplay performance and just how he is taking over the airwaves right now and becoming everyone's darling, it seemed like a good time to go in depth on him. And in fact, one of the first things that we did when we started uh, becoming friends and talking about BTS together was to have days in our little uh, group chat where we were devoted just to sharing information about one member. And so, you know, we had we had some gin days and we learned a lot about all the members really that way very quickly. And it really helped us to appreciate how many dimensions each one of them brings to the group. Uh, so we have an initial question for everybody. What is one word that describes Jin to you? Megan? I'm going to say dynamic. Okay, for me, this is Tanya. For me, it's integrated. I would say thoughtful. And this is Leah, and I'm going to say quirky. Okay, so now we're going to talk a little bit about Jin's stats and, and his a little bit about his biography, just for those of you who may not know him well yet. Megan, do you want to take it away? Sure. So Jin was born on December 4th, 1992, and he is a Sagittarius. So I went online and looked up um, what are some characteristics of his sign um, and maybe some characteristics of Jin as we know him from this very parasocial relationship that we have with him. Um, and so this is coming from Allure magazine. Jin is a Sagittarius, which is the final fire sign of the Zodiac. Sagittarius is a blend of passion, curiosity, intensity, and adaptability. Represented by a half man, half horse centaur, archer, uh, Sagittarius aren't afraid to use their bow and arrow to explore and seek answers in unexplored territory. They quest for knowledge, uh, oh, excuse me, their quest for knowledge knows no bounds. The sign is always on a quest for uh, knowledge, making them storytellers, entertainers, and creatives, which I think is really interesting because I feel like Jin always has a story um, and he is an entertainer. He's always on. I feel like anytime I see him in a clip or in a run episode, he is like entertaining everybody. Sagittarius are captivating characters who can light up a room with their exhilarating tales, infectious laughter, and dynamic charm. Effortless, effortlessly magnetic, they easily attract friends and lovers with their innate humor. Sagittarius's are definitely the comedians of the Zodiac, 
who infuse all of their conversations with their signature no-bullshit attitude. They're fun, playful, and philosophical. Sagittarians must remember to keep their sharp tongues in check because they can come off as pretentious or arrogant. Sagittarius also has no filter, which makes the, makes this fire sign so incredibly funny, intelligent, and dynamic, but it's also why they can end up scorching even their closest friends and family on a bad day. And we've all seen the YouTube clips of his argument with V um, in regards to some choreography. Um, and it really made this like part of his Zodiac apparent to me because in that clip, it starts off where Jen is like really joking about it. And then it gets turned, it like turns into a serious fight. But at the end, they do resolve it in such a like great way. And it just really showed me watching the video and watching that content. They have great conflict resolution, um, which I would love to have in my own life. I think it's like really interesting. So all that to say, um, we're going to share this story, this Allure article in the show notes. Um, it didn't talk about Jin specifically, but just the sign. Um, and again, it was from Allure magazine. So Jin was born in Anyang, Gyeonggi province, obviously in South Korea. Uh, he, In addition to his parents, he has an older brother. He studied art and acting at Konkuk University, which is a private university with campuses in Seoul and in uh, Chungju. He was the fourth member to join BTS. And the story goes that he was scouted by a big hit entertainment executive while he was on the street as he was getting off of a bus. And he was about 18 years old in 2010 when he became a trainee with Big Hit. And then, of course, later became a member of BTS. He is five feet, 10 inches tall. Uh, and a few other fun facts about him. Uh, it's widely known that he's a huge, huge mega fan of MapleStory uh, video game. Uh, he is really beloved in the, the MapleStory community among, among its many, many players. Um, and he has a nickname, which is Gamju, which means owner of the game. Uh, this, this information comes from... Uh, uh, all K-pop, uh, an online magazine. He's also well known in League of Legends, where he has achieved diamond status and has beaten professional gamers even at that game. He's a total fanboy when it comes to games, and he understands and caters to the fan experience really well, probably a lot because of that. So in case you haven't gleaned this already, Jin is a major gamer. Uh, if you're new to ARMY, his nickname is Worldwide Handsome, which does not come from a place of real vanity, but is more like um, an affectionate running joke between him and ARMY. And he's even said in interviews before that he keeps playing it up, uh, keeps it running because he knows that we enjoy it and he just wants to make us happy. So it's just like a fun thing that he exchanges with the fans. Uh, and finally, in January of this year, 2022, in a Vogue article, he said, I think having fun is one of the things that makes it possible for me to work without burning out. So that kind of is uh, very telling about him. Jin is one of the vocalists. So there's the vocal line, which is Jimin, Taeyang, Jungkook, and Jin. And it it is said, and obviously I'm new ARMY, but it is said that he was often underappreciated and his fur is vocals. Um, but I like when I talk to ARMY now and just community, like interacting with ARMY on social media, there's so much love and appreciation for his vocals and his solo work um, that I 
missed that period of BTS, like army history, I think. Um, and I am so thankful that he put out like these solo songs because he's, his voice is incredible. He's also received critical acclaim for his vocal skills. Um, uh, his voice is regarded as very, very stable and very clear, which I think we can all attest to that we have uh, experienced that through his work. Um, it's very obvious uh, and very, very impressive and beautiful. Uh, so there was a, a well-known example among longer-term fans. Uh, in 2019, uh, a well-known music critic wrote a book about BTS. The critic's name is Kim Young-dae, and the book is called BTS The Review, A Comprehensive Look at the Music of BTS. And in the book, the author, who again is a music critic, interviewed a Recording Academy member uh, and if you don't know, the Recording Academy is the organization that votes on the Grammys. And so uh, one member of the Academy named Im Hyung-ju uh, uh, called Jin's voice silvery. And so this is how Jin earned one of his other nicknames, which is silver voice. And uh, silvery meaning that he has a remarkable ability to slip from one vocal style to another and also to control his breath while he's doing that. And so um, that Recording Academy, Academy member praised him also, not in addition to that, for his ability to convey emotion through his singing. And here's the quote from Recording Academy member Im Hyung-ju. Being able to seamlessly express emotions through singing is a terrific strength for musicians in any genre. I'd like to describe Jin's voice as silvery, almost like a murmur. His voice may not be the fanciest or the grandest, with a lower volume to begin with, but he has stable breathing along with the ability to interchange freely between moist falsetto, modal, and head voice with natural vibrations. And that's the end of the quote. And I don't know what head voice with natural vibrations means. Maybe some, maybe one of you does, but anyway, the, the praise was, was uh, very strong indeed from some very experienced people in the industry. And uh, I was just kind of thinking when I was reading that, that this really describes Jin as, as an artist in general, like not just his vocal style, but everything about him is kind of silvery. He's beautiful, but not always the fanciest or the most noticed member, but he really grows on you. And he is a real source of strength and stability in the group. So yeah, just really quickly when you're with your question of like um, head voice versus like falsetto. I don't know a lot, but I do know that head voice is, um, so, okay. A falsetto is basically like the very thinnest parts of like the vocal for folds are like vibrating when that happens. Whereas, um, a head voice is kind of like a mix of like the sound is coming out of like chest and head. So it gives like a slightly stronger sound than, um, a falsetto. And if you're really good at singing, apparently, um, like the audience shouldn't know if you're using like your head or your chest voice, kind of like where you're drawing like your air and your power. Oh, that's um, really interesting. Thank you. Yeah. And I was reading a bit about Jin's vocals in preparing for the podcast tonight. And one person who kind of is on the record talking about them is someone named Kim Song-un, and she was one of BTS's early vocal trainers. She also um, like has trained uh, other acts such as Twice. And she owns a company that kind of helps uh, trainees get ready for debut. 
And she said that out of beach, like out of the members she worked with in BTS, that Jin was actually the easiest member for her to train, which I thought was interesting. And um, Isaac Choi from The Big Issue, I just liked reading like, you know, like different music journalists, like descriptions of, of his voice. And I really liked he in an article about BTS shared that when the voices of the four vocalists from BTS um, are uniting to rush to the climax of a song, Jin's voice serves as the engine that further spikes the upsurge. And I think that that was like a really good explanation to kind of like how, because they all are very powerful in their own way and they all bring something. But I do, I always laugh with like social media stuff where people always talk about Jin's voice being like more stable than their future. And it is true that he is remarkably stable. And when you look at clips and like listen to him singing, the consistency is staggering. And that's not to say that the other vocalists aren't amazing because they are, but I would say that like, sometimes you'll look and you'll see like, for example, Jimin dancing and you'll be like, oh my gosh, that consistency. And like, every time you see that move over and over and like Hobie too, you'll be like, they just nail it the exact same way over and over and over and over. And I've seen clips where people have just taken like montages of like Jin singing in like different verses and just overlaid them with each other. And I mean, the consistency is staggering. That's really, really impressive. So I did some research on Jin's stated influences, um, and I didn't dig into too many articles about his voice or his register or anything like that. But what I thought was really interesting and sweet at the same time was on September 14th of 2020, BTS appeared on in, excuse me, MBC Radio's Facial Sue's Music Camp to talk about their billboard win. This show was streamed live on YouTube for the first time ever because of ARMY. <laughs> so um, you can watch it on YouTube. It is available. But when asked about his who his influences were, he had this to say. If I had to choose who my biggest musical influence is, I would have to say the BTS members. It is because of the members that I was able to start music and write my own songs. I practiced singing next to them the most. So it's natural that I'm influenced by them. And I just thought that was really sweet because um, Jen's the one I see in interviews the most that when they ask him any questions about working hard or how hard he practices or the work that he puts in, you know, he always defaults to like, I need a lot of work. I'm the worst of the worst. Like I'm in last place always. And so, you know, I feel like he just doesn't see what we see. But at the same time, I understand him coming in, you know, he wanted to be an actor and singing probably wasn't um, top for him. It wasn't something that he was probably even knew he could do or do well. And so hearing about the voice coach saying like he was the easiest to train and how, you know, stable his voice is, I just think it's really interesting that he wasn't able to like come out of that shell, that musical shell that he had inside him until he was around the other members. Um, and it just goes to show like what a great bond that they have. I feel like they just always, the energy just feeds off each other. And so here he is now making his own music and, you know, we absolutely adore him for it. We always try to include some information for newer fans since we're fairly new fans ourselves and have uh, been trying so hard to learn about all the members. Uh, and so we wanted to share with you uh, a little bit of information about some of the songs that Jen is the best known for. And of course, uh, if you're listening to us 
now I'm sure you're aware of his new release, which is The Astronaut, uh, absolutely gorgeous song uh, that we'll talk about more soon that he was written for him by his friends in Coldplay. Uh, and that has just been released in October of 2022 when we're recording this. Uh, but he's also got some other songs, solo songs of his outside of BTS that you may not be as aware of. And so the first one is a song called Yours, uh, which has done very, very well. Uh, and it was a um, official soundtrack song for the K-drama Jerison. And so that uh, song is not actually that old. It looks like, uh, I think it was released in about 2021. Um, and it was still getting awards as of this year, I think. He's also got two, you may recall when um, a few years ago, the members, a lot of them, were some, or especially the rap line members were releasing mixtapes. And Jin also had some unreleased songs that have now finally, along in celebration of the release of The Astronaut, have finally been officially released. Uh, and the two best known, and these are beloveds, are called Abyss and Tonight. Uh, I think Abyss in particular, because it's about, you know, kind of a dark night of the soul is really a song that has comforted a lot of fans and is very meaningful. Uh, and so if you haven't heard those yet, like uh, for a lot of ARMY, it takes a while to find those songs. So if you haven't had a chance to discover them yet, you will not be disappointed. He also has his absolutely cult classic. We've talked about this, his cult classic song, Super Tuna, which is like a very short one minute long trot song that was just for fun. And it is so beloved by fans that they keep it on the top of the um, social charts all the time for Billboard, and now it has sold so well with its official release in celebration of the astronaut that it it has topped the iTunes sales global globally for a couple weeks now, which is just amazing. It's really wonderful. Another really beloved song of his. Uh, three of them are actually under the umbrella of BTS, and those are Awake and um, Epiphany and Moon. And so um, if you're a brand new fan, you have just got to check them out. They're absolutely moving and amazing and um, some of our favorites. I mean, Super Tuna did push out some uh, Taylor Swift on the top 10 uh, the week that it was released. So Taylor released her Midnights at the same time that we got Super Tuna and some of the other songs. And so I think it's fantastic that <laughs> I'm seeing like reports of Jin. It's like, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Jin, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. So um, I love that. And what I love the most about Super Tuna is that Jin is so embarrassed. He just is like, you guys, this was a joke. It was supposed to be fun. And instead, he, what are we doing? I'm embarrassed. So I love that. <laughs> It's so cute. It was it was basically like a TikTok video, right? Designed to be like a cute song. It turned into a little bit of a, a dance challenge. It's like a little ode to Korean fishermen. Yeah, he's uh, from what I gather from like interviews with him and things that I've read. He did it because it came out on his birthday last year, and he did it as like a birthday present for Army. Like, hey, it's my birthday. Let's celebrate, and I'm going to do this song. And then with the dance, like the accompanying music video, I call it a music video. <laughs> it is, but. Um, and so he has said in multiple interviews and like the lives, this was for fun. Like this was a joke, guys, like where this wasn't supposed to take off. And it at the time, this was prior to me being in a group chat with you all and all of this army craziness that I've done since then. 
on TikTok, I mean, it blew up. There were classrooms, you know, kindergarten classroom. That was our morning warm up um, for one teacher. It was being done on basketball courts. It was being done in um, like living rooms, you know, with their grandmas and mom and dad and everybody. So, I mean, it really did take off. So I kind of love that it uh, broke the top 10. I just, I absolutely love it. And one thing we didn't mention when we were introducing Jin was that he loves to fish. So this is like something dear to his heart. And there are the, what are some of my favorite uh, video responses from fans are actually from Korean fishermen doing the super tuna <laughs> dance on their boats. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's really fun. I mean, yeah. It's, I also it's, enjoy it's, that he's very bemused by it. Um, and I think that like, I mean, whatever, you know, he like likes it, but like, he's also bemused. And so it's funny because sometimes he'll be like, no, no, like I don't want, like I was doing it as a joke or whatever. And it just makes me want to, I add it to all my streaming lists now because it feels like just a fun joke, I guess, between him and army then just to keep this going is like a hit forever. It's true. It's like the worldwide handsome thing. It's just like this ongoing thing that cements the bond between him and the audience. And it's it's and especially funny, I think, because his other songs are all so deep, like super, super moving and deep and emotional. <laughs> and then Super Tune is the one at the top of the global sales chart. <laughs> I also I also love that people when we were at in Las Vegas, people were actually dressed like down to the shirt. Like they did their own artwork on their shirt. They had like the little shark on the shoulder, the whole thing, um, dressed as super tuna. So I thought it was fantastic. Which just seems classic, Jane, of like, how can I make people around me happy and comfortable and take care of them, which is so very much one of my favorite parts about Jin is that he holds the group together in that way and always looks for a moment to like make sure that the other members are seen and taken care of. That's There's that clip of a moment on the red carpet or like for some award show where V fell and then Jin immediately like got on his knees at the same time some like be there you know alongside V in case he was feeling embarrassed by it that's my va- favorite version of Jin I really love when we get Jin pulling the uh, young card like I'm the oldest in the group and there's two that stick out for me the most there's a clip um, where he's tells Yungi, hey, throw away this cup for me. Like he finished drinking whatever he was drinking and he tells Yungi, throw this away. And Yungi's like, me? What do you mean? Why, why are you picking on me? Like have one of these younger kids do it. And they, the rest of the group tells him, he's the oldest. Like you got to throw this away. And Yungi's like, oh, like he, you could tell and look on his face. He's like, oh, he got me. He got me. Like I have to do this. So I love that because Jen is so cool about it. Like he just was like nonchalant, like, hey, throw this away for me now um and then the other clip that i love when he totally is just pulling his the hyung card is when he shushes kim nam june for i don't even know why and like puts his finger out into like nam june's face it's like i for, sometimes i forget because he's like so all over the place and he's always like shenanigans with jk that he is the oldest but there are lots of clips um where he is whether it's on run PTS or in V lives or whatever, where he is really pulling that card. And he's like, Hey, I'm the oldest. You need to respect me. <laughs> kind of love that about him. Right. And I, and I love that he doesn't do it all the time. He just does it when, you know, every once in a while when he feels like it's, it's necessary. 
For me, I love his playful side and his affectionate side during those moments when he lets his guard down. But one thing I really admire about him, probably the most kind of in a role model kind of way, is actually something that Leah pointed out to me. Uh, And so I should let her talk about this too, if she wants to. But he is really good at setting boundaries with really everyone in in a really healthy way, with the other members, with the press, and even with the, the audience, with the fans. Uh, For example, he posts uh, on occasion on Weverse uh, and interacts with fans and answers their their messages. And sometimes he'll use humor to kind of gently push back when ARMY is getting a little too silly or a little too personal about him or about the group. What I think a word that tends to sometimes comes out with him, or at least it gets translated this way, and you know how things can get lost in translation. But it's the in, in English, it's the word nonsense. I've seen clips where he, Jungkook is being silly, for example, and Jin is trying to concentrate on something, and he says he says something to the effect of "I don't have time for your nonsense right now." <laughs> and I think he, uh, in other situations too, where he just kind of sets a boundary on something. Sometimes he also though will let those walls down and be a little unguarded. Uh, for example, who can forget the footage of him at the Jack in the Box listening party that where he asked Namjoon how to talk to celebrities. Like, how do you say hi to celebrities, Namjoon? And where he asked Hobie whether he had to stay for the whole party or whether he could just go home after the listening session. Um, and where he spent some of the time at that party with the members, but it was also standing alone in wallflower fashion in the corner or against the wall. You know, he basically, he was me at junior high school dances. <laughs> I guess most recently, really struck by a candid message uh, that he left on Weverse. And again, this kind of goes back to his, when he lets the walls down and is being vulnerable. And a fan had posted a little question asking him whether he's the cute type or the sexy type. And I've seen this get asked to other Korean celebrities before, so it must be kind of a thing. And he responded that Jin, and he meant like, you know, superstar Jin is cute and sexy, but that Kim Sok Jin is cute. So he made that separation between his persona and his real self and kind of disclosed that little piece of information about himself, which I found kind of uh, interesting and endearing. I feel as if I am personally in like the throes of a gin crisis at the moment. And here's why. It's because I think when I started paying attention to gin and I, and I don't know why, but I think a couple of us have acknowledged that like, you know, gin kind of like snuck up on us in different ways. And so for me, I think that like, yeah, it took me a little bit to get into gin more. And when I did, I think what really impressed me about him is what you acknowledged, Tanya, that I've talked about where I just felt like he is this boundary king. And I think it felt very like emotionally healthy to me that like he constructed this worldwide handsome persona essentially to kind of like be able to project this idea of superstar. I mean, cause this stuff messes with your head. We see how so many celebrities have fallen trapped to like their own kind of like ego stories. And so the fact that he's kind of like taken it and turned it into a bit of a joke and leans into it when he needs to. It feels like a healthy security blanket and a persona he can slip on. And I've just appreciated it so much. And then the summer, I feel as if now I just don't know. Like, and I mean, like, look, we don't know BTS. We don't. But like, you know, when you when you fan out and fan hard, I feel like, you know, we start to like connect dots and we start to like, you know, yeah, be like, okay, I think I have a sense of this person. So I really went from this like very healthy boundary gin to the Jack in the Box moment where, you know, he's talking about like, 
oh, how do you talk to celebrities? And I'm like, well, that's cute, but kind of funny, but cute, a little weird, but whatever. Ha ha. And then I started to realize like, I think like, but he really means it. Like he's not really sure what to do. And I was like, okay, well fair. He's like been somewhat isolated and insular. And so, and again, like I am just speculating, but then I think what really then hit me was there was a Bangtan bomb where he went to um, a movie premiere, emergency declaration. So in at the end of July, beginning of August, he attended two premieres, emergency declaration and hunt. And he was kind of like a VIP guest. But there was this Bangtan bomb that was released about him attending the premieres. And at the emergency declaration one, I got the sense that essentially he came with like his camera crew because like he doesn't know how to like, like he needs his team with him and he's very used to his team. And he was like holding the hand of like his friend who was the older actor in a way that felt as if he really, like, I just got a bigger sense of social anxiety than I think I was expecting. And so now I'm not as sure how I feel about Jin because I just want to like, I felt like, I feel like now I'm like more protective of him and I want to like, like ensure that he's okay. I wouldn't say that I'm like worried about him because I do think he takes care of himself, but with enlistment coming. And I think, you know, again, look, this is me speaking personally, not for like the pod as a whole and understanding. I do not know this person. I just feel as if it stresses me more than I think I had before, because I think he is quirky and special and delightful and wonderful. And I just you know, sometimes those personalities, like, I just want them to be protected because they are so kind of like special and they have like their own little uniqueness to them. So do I think he'll do fine and whatever he chooses to do? Yes. Like he's been proven to be very resilient and to do this, but I've been in a little bit of my own personal crisis about it because I've worried about him much more in the last few months than I ever anticipated worrying about him. Can't get enough of BTS? Cool. Neither can we. So between shows, why don't you hop on over to at Afternoon Army on Instagram and join the conversation. Want to support us as a newer podcast hitting the scene? Share the love by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. And last, but certainly not least, don't forget to check out the other pod in our network, Afternoon of Delight K-Drama. Deep Dives, from three romance authors with new episodes every Wednesday. Um, I was just going to say, you know, I make the rounds on like collecting content for us and like, you know, I'm on TikTok a lot and watch a lot of videos. And there are a lot of videos that show him holding hands with Namju. And it's not in a weird way. It's in a very like protective way. And I think that that speaks a lot to like what Leah was saying about the um, movie premiere. I think, you know, we saw it kind of at the White House too. There was like a, when they were at the White House, there was this clip that kept running of Suga and J-Hope like leaning into each other. And I think a lot of times like we need that grounding from the people like near us, you know, what an out of body experience to be at the White House in front of the press corps. Um, and I feel like that physical touch, like, hey, I'm here. I'm with you. You're not alone. And so I kind of get that feeling now after those clips, you know, the one over the summer um, at the Jack in the Box premiere and then the one from the movie premiere. I think that Jen, you know, needs that like 
in those social situations needs that reassurance. And Worldwide Handsome was a great way for him to like have that persona and be that confident person. But, you know, I kind of agree with Leah in a way that like we saw a different side of Jin um, post Festa dinner that like, I think surprised a lot of us because it wasn't, you know, that, hello, I'm here. I'm worldwide handsome. It was more of, hi, I'm Kim Sojin. This is my life. You know, this is what I'm doing. This is my life. This is how I'm, you know, presenting myself to the world right now. Um, so I just think that's really interesting that the holding of the hands, you know, that anyone that holds hands, you know, that's just a very like, not only intimate, but like you really feel protected. Someone's there for you. Someone's guiding you. Someone's helping you. Um, and so I kind of felt that too. Well, and that just speaks to like the phase of BTS that we're in now is we knew them as the seven members and they had each other and they could lean on each other. And now we're watching them leave that comfort and leave that nest and figure out who they are. And it's parasocial relationship with many, many layers and so complex and seeing Jin trying to navigate, okay, how am I navigating celebrities as a solo person? What does this look like for me? Just makes sense in the timeline. So Leah, would you say you're Jin biased or you're Jin biased wrecker? Jin, like I said, snuck up on me and he became a real wrecker, like out of the blue. Uh, And so I had, I would say like a heavy spring of Jin. (laughs) But now, look, I'm going to say he has he is not my wrecker anymore, even though I think he is more adorable and I love him so much. Like I am ultimately OT7, really like I do love them all. But, you know, when I kind of define like my wrecker or my bias as this is not my terminology, somebody else had like the person that makes you like crawl up the wall backwards. I don't have that so much for Jin now. I feel as if. I want to be just a really good fan for Jin. And I think that's like currently where I'm at in my relationship. Like I'm streaming for him and I'm trying to, I don't know. Like, I really think that he does understand the fan experience so much. And I really do appreciate that. Like his gaming background has kind of like lent him to that. And I think he has like a really canny insight into what army is and how he wants to meet like those army needs. And I, so I really just like, like I said, I feel like I'm in like a very respectful relationship with Jin at the moment where I am worrying about him, but I think that he provides a great fan experience and I want to just be like a really great fan for him. What about you, Allison? Sort of the same. He, he's not my bias. He's not my bias record, but I love them all. So how can I say that? I feel like they all can be my bias record at some point. Every member comes for you at when you're watching YouTube videos or listening to their songs, you'll be like, oh my gosh, this, this member is amazing. And he definitely has had those moments with me over the past year. But I think what always strikes me with Jin is just like my appreciation of him being the oldest member, but not the leader and how they have managed to like navigate that dynamic over the past nine years and he very much is the oldest of the group and they look to him and they respect him but he also gets to run around and play with JK because he doesn't have the weight of being the leader on his shoulders he's fun to watch and be entertained by but it's always going to be sugar okay and you Tanya 
So I'm not a good person and I don't feel like I need to protect Jin. <laughs> so I'm just going to say that I think I feel like he's sitting on the bias record throne with Jimin for me right now. And they do all come for you at different times. So I don't know if this will be forever, but I don't know. There is something about the combination of being a strong person with good, healthy boundaries. And he's definitely a grown up but also being vulnerable and dorky and socially awkward sometimes anyway, not all the time that just does it for me. <laughs> I guess I have a type and maybe it's cause I don't have kids or whatever, but I just don't feel protective about him at all. <laughs> so I'm a bad person and Jin is a co-bias record for me right now. I mean, that doesn't make you a bad person at all. I will say that I, have broke the rules lately and decided that I have an alt bias, ultimate bias, and then everything else is up for grabs um, because every day it changes. I just, I don't know why, but I will say that I saw a clip a while back, probably a few months ago um, of an interview that they were having. And someone had asked Jen about, you know, what he was doing about practicing or, you know, how he was practicing. And he made the comment, I have a lot. I'm not quick to learn the choreography. I'm really bad at learning choreography. And V immediately is like, no, stop. Like, don't say that. Don't talk about yourself that way. And um, Jimin jumps in too. And, you know, he he's like, yeah, yeah, okay, it's fine. And they're like, no, it's not fine. And then there is a clip from um, Permission to Dance Las Vegas where, you know, um, Jin is speaking at the end of the concert and says, I've really, I feel like I've really been a burden to the team. And V makes a point to walk over and tell him, no, like, don't say that. That's not the truth. That's not what you are. When I really watched those two clips and thought about like, wow, you know, I wonder what like Jin thinks of himself and being the type of person that watches all these choreo videos and music videos and doesn't really pay attention to all the members. <laughs> because of the alt bias um i went back and started watching and paying more attention to every single one sometimes i watch a video seven times so i see every single one and you know the effort or the, the work that they're putting in and i don't like jen is, does such a good job he is such a incredibly hard worker he tries so hard to get it right um i've seen clips where he is upset with himself because he didn't get it right the first time um you know the joke about looking at hobie like we look at we look at j-hope to make sure we're doing it right um but you know i watched the uh gin focused cam for um the run bts choreo and the man killed it um and so there's a lot of times where i'm watching music videos or clips and i'm like get it jen Yes, like you did it. Like this is it. So, um, I just I love him for that. I I love him for that. I I admire someone who is not just handsome but hilariously funny and is also a very hard worker and puts in the work and wants to do his absolute best. So I think that's great. Am I protective of him? Yes. Am I worried about him a little? But I don't know. Something tells me about those shoulders. He's gonna be just fine. Looking at those shoulders, I think he's gonna be just fine. If someone is new to ARMY or just, you know, hasn't gone through like nine years of content, <laughs> um, you know, based on what you've all seen, what is a great wreck for someone to get started on their journey to gin or just something that's like a comfort watch to fall back on if we're missing him during enlistment? Um, I found some great run episodes. I mean, I had seen him before. Episode 80 
is great because they all lie to each other, which if you're not familiar with run and run, run BTS challenges, they're usually lying to each other or trying to beat each other at some task. And so that one was really funny because he lies and it's hilarious. Episode 119, he is the spy and it does not work out well for some of the members, especially the smallest, not smallest, I shouldn't say smallest, the youngest one who is the most competitive. It's a very hard episode to watch because he gets really upset. And then there's a, there is a YouTube clip that is a compilation of Jin um, that I will put in the show or we will put in the show notes. And it's just that Jin has a knack for winning. And it's just a bunch of clips of him dominating. And he's not shy about it. He's not, he doesn't keep us cool about it either. He's like, yes, I am superior. So that's some of my favorites. My favorite would be that conflict resolution. It's not necessarily a comfort watch, but I think it is a great like gin moment and just like BTS moment in general. But watching those two talk through the issue is the healthiest communication I've ever seen. It's incredible. And I'll go to that just every once in a while because it's good reminders of how to communicate really well. And two, I just love watching them together interacting with one another. I really love Korean variety shows. And so I've been excited that uh, to promote the astronaut Jin has been branching out and um, doing some variety show appearances recently. Um, and it's a fun way to get to see him doing what he loves, which is playing games. If you've, if you've never seen a Korean variety show, they're not all the same, but, but a very common format is that the cast members and in, like in this case, I guess some guests will uh, play games, physical games, uh, or sometimes uh, games based on luck. You know, one of the ones you'll see commonly is that the the team will set up a whole bunch of cups that look like iced coffee, but half of them have um, basically fish sauce in them. <laughs> and you have to just take your chances as to which one you're going to get. And they'll play games like that, you know, so just f- funny stuff, but it brings out people's personalities and a lot of funny moments. And so he's been uh, making appearances on these recently. Um, uh, we'll talk about this one in a moment, um, a, a YouTube show called Nothing Much Prepared, which is basically a drinking show, kind of like Seth Meyers's Day Drinking, if you've ever seen that. Uh, Running Man, which is one of the probably the most popular, longest uh, variety show that that I know, I'm aware of, uh, dropped an episode just today. And it's uh, episode 627, if you're looking for it. Um, if you subscribe to Vicky or in other countries, it's a sister app called View. Um, you would hopefully be able to get it on there depending on your region. And then uh, there's going to be an episode of uh, Park Myung Soo's variety show, which is going to drop tomorrow uh, as we record this, which is Monday, November 7th, 2022. And so we'll hopefully get some more footage of him. But he's he's just so unguarded when he is playing games that I think that that's one of the things that's been the most endearing for me and where I've been learning the most about him. And so all that's just kind of coming out now. I haven't even seen them all yet. But uh, another favorite is, uh, of course, V-Lives. We always learn a lot about the members when they're on doing V-Lives. Um, and one of our favorite units is when Jin, Jimin, and Jungkook do a V-Live together. There's just something about being with his babies that brings out his funny side. Uh, and he is just so playful and hilarious when he does V-Lives with those two. 
and I also love it when he bombs the other members V lives <laughs> when he shows up somebody's trying to just innocently record their V live and he'll just show up like recently he bombed um Jungkook's birthday and stuck his expensive shine muscat grapes all over Jungkook's bunny cake he's after permission to dance uh LA uh he showed up in Hobie's solo V live and started making fart jokes and you know he's just he's hilarious when he does that so he he just can be so playful so anyway and then of course the epic V live recently it was just last month I think where he did three and a half hours of gaming he's done gaming episodes before but this one was so epic and he played what is reputed to be the world's most frustrating video game and I won't get into it because I think we've talked about it on the pod already and a lot of you have seen it, but it's, it was an emotional roller coaster watching him play this world's most frustrating video game. And ARMY had way too much fun with it and spawned a whole bunch of memes and reels of him moaning. And I just feel like he would tell us to cut the nonsense. <laughs> I could just hear him saying it right now. I have to say that like watching, I was brand new to army like i didn't even consider myself army yet and i had watched a live stream of permission to dance la on tiktok and then as i'm scrolling now my algorithm is feeding me bts content and that be live with hobie was <laughs> the amount of times he interrupted Jin interrupted um j-hope's live was so hilarious the one time he comes in with rubber gloves he's like hey i heard you're washing your socks you might want to use these rubber gloves it's like j-hope's like get out <laughs> trying to talk to the people so funny it was fart jokes burping jokes <laughs> i'm gonna take away your idol card you won't be able to be an idol anymore <laughs> oh it was hilarious showed up at uh jungkook's uh birthday this year with the grapes that was yeah yeah fantastic and just i know we've talked about carpool karaoke a lot but he is so fun in carpool karaoke i remember like he was the first one that like i really started laughing with when you know arms in the front like yeah i learned english watching friends and he's in the back and he's like well i've watched all the friends and i was like oh my gosh i feel so seen after like years of k-drama and i could be like Anyang. <laughs> so, i just love oh sorry i was just gonna say i love that too leah because my thing was when i saw that for the first time i was so impressed that he was he could laugh at himself he knew Probably the people watching at home didn't really know who they were, right? Because it's Carpool Karaoke American show. And so, like, he was ahead of the joke. Like, well, I don't I don't know it. Or he tells um, Sugar and B in the backseat, like, hey, we should laugh because they're all laughing, too. So just laugh. And then they, like, fake laugh. I just, like, the whole time, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I love. I'm going to give just a special shout out to In the Soup, especially In the Soup one with his fishing and how endearing it was to me that. Yungi went fishing with him, even though he had negative zero percent interest in the water, the fish, the whole experience. He was willing and happy to do it for his young, and that was great. And and then you know what? In the soup two is just so weird. But he basically Jin spends almost the entire in the soup two in his matching pajamas playing video games. And honestly, I was like, this is probably the most true form of gin like that exists that was basically the essence of that three and a half hour v live i mean i think that is that is him that is gin <laughs> that's my he sense refers of to him he refers to himself in third person when he plays which is fascinating 
So he talks about himself in third person, like, oh, Kim Suk Jin, like you let that one go. Like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Oh, that was good. Like everything is third person, which again, see my note of quirky. He is a quirky dude. I find it so endearing. (laughs) So weirdly endearing. Leah, was it you that said that when it was it in the soup too, that he like asked for fish to be on site so he could just go grab like raw fish and make it for dinner? That is in the soup one. Oh, okay. And he is, yes, very serious about his fish. They, they stock it. He ends it. I'm pretty sure he ends it with like Jimin and Jimin's like, I can't be like, I need to get out of here. Like he's in the sink, like with his knife ready to like end the one fish and like make sashimi. And I'm almost positive. It was Jimin was just like, I'm out. Like, I can't, if you're doing this, I'm out. (laughs) And then he's like, what? We all need to eat. We all eat meat. And I was like, yes, Jimin, we do. Or yes, Jin. But um, yeah, he really, really likes his fish. He just really loves food in general and loves to eat happily. He did a, a series, the Eat Jin, in I think there's two parts to it. One where he's just like eating food and one where he's making and eating it. And it's really interesting to watch because it's just the camera in front of his face and he's eating. And I think most of the members have talked about struggling with disordered eating or eating disorders and their response to watching him make a meal and thoroughly enjoy it and not limit the food, not count calories was pretty powerful from army. There's thousands and thousands of people that wrote in and said like it helped them sort of overcome disordered eating patterns and was really a tool for, for health that agent show. So that's really interesting to look up. I'd say if you're newer army um, and you are on TikTok. All you have to do is go to the little magnifying glass and put in gin and it can be gin and JK or gin eating or gin singing or gin dancing. And you'll get all the videos you could ever want. Um, But the first time that I saw gin um, was on TikTok way like early April, May 2021. Um, And it's in the video. It's a V live with him and Jungkook and Jimin. And they're laughing and giggling and whatever. And something happens where Jin gets offended about being the oldest. And so he's like, what's so great about being, you know, young? Or I don't remember how he said it. Anyway, um, he says, stop it, S-T-O-B. And they're like, no, it's stop, it's stop. And he's like, what? Spell it. And then they all spell it, like screamingly spell it. And it was so funny. And Jimin like, obviously falls off his chair. I mean, I don't think he really does, but he's laughing so hard. And that was like my introduction to BTS. And it was like, I don't, why am I not a fan? These guys are hilarious. So yeah, I, that's one of my favorite clips of all time of Jin, but you can find lots of clips. We try to share as many clips as we can for Jin. And I don't know, maybe um, one of you guys know, but you know, we, there's a lot of JK focused Instagram pages. There's plenty of sugar focused Instagram pages. They have lots of fun handles. Um, but I don't know if there's a gin. So if we find one, we'll definitely share uh, the gin account because there are lots uh, for the other members, but I have yet to see one for gin. I'm stuck a, a era of John, I think it's called or John. That's a, that's a great account. We'll have to give them a shout out. 
its era of John, like John, uh, John John Cook. And uh, there are a few really, like, I, I agree with you. There are not as many great gin accounts on Instagram, but there are a few that I have found and I follow. So I will share those in the show notes. Yeah. One that comes to mind is Jenny's Unicorn. Oh, I don't know that one. There's but, one yeah. that I follow called Visual King Gin and a couple other mm-hmm. ones. Well, one last thing about the gaming before we move on. Uh, many of you may have already seen, because it was just so recently, uh, the two-part kind of almost like a vlog, but a little bit more formal uh, two-part production that he did with his favorite, favorite game, Maple Story, where he got to be a developer for a day. Uh, And I thought it was really, like so many of these things, very revealing about him because it showed him not just as a player, but also as someone who really deeply understands video game design and structure. And he knew all of the terminology and was able to sit down at the table with these top level developers and executives and really put on an extremely cogent presentation. And it was fascinating to see him go into like expert game mode and designer mode, but it was also fun to see him fan out over the game. this it, I looked up the game and it's a, a very well-known, huge, massive multiplayer role-playing game where the players develop their own characters and they join together to hunt monsters with other players. And so... You know, I was busy swooning out over Office Worker Jin, but he was really living his best life and just geeking out using terminology that I will never understand that was way above my head. But then also he was such a fanboy at the very end. I don't want to spoil it too much, but he gets these um, huge cardboard cutouts of some of his favorite characters and gets to take them home. And I still, to this day, I just picture him gaming with all those pictures around him, cutouts around him, just like I sit in my home office surrounded by BTS. It was something that makes me like some of you have already observed i just thought at that moment jin is totally the one who probably understands army the most because he he is a fanboy too he gets it yeah and i've heard folks describe uh jin as being otaku which is a japanese word uh that kind of is meant to describe folks who have a very strong interest in manga or anime or video games and computer gaming And I just think it's, I think in many ways it fits that he is just kind of a gaming nerd boy who's become one of the biggest superstar idol, like beyond idols, like one of the biggest global superstars that exists. And yet I feel like, you know, at his heart, he is just this very talented, nerded out video gamer who would love to just hang in his pajamas and game like for fun obviously like not his whole life and he's ambitious and talented but I just think it's I don't know it's a really sweet duality that he has going on it's very endearing this is why he's wrecking me so hard and it's it's just like with when Yungi talks about physics and grand unified theory it's just like it's just they had he had me at the physics you know (laughs) nerd boys are the best I think it's interesting, too, because I feel like maybe that's how he recharges his batteries. You know, everyone talks about, like, what do you do to recharge? You know, and some of us watch K-drama or some of us talk about BTS or some of us read or some of us write or whatever it is. Go for walks out in nature, whatever we do. Um, And sometimes I wonder how much of that is just Jin recharging his batteries, you know, after doing something. And, you know, someone said, oh, you were in your pajamas for 12 hours gaming. But, like, maybe that's what he needed to, you know go back to his 
balance, you know, maybe that was how he got his balance back. So um, I think it's really interesting. And I still regret not trying to get those gin pajamas, those blue ones, the little angels on them. Oh, I love it. And every time I see them, I know I'm like, oh my God, I love those pajamas. And, you know, Tanya, we don't have to get into the big debate of our, I'm worried about gin, you know, you feel less worried about gin, but something that has reassured me has been that after boot camp, he can use his phone from like six to 10 at night in the military. And then on the weekends, and I'm like, let him like, you know, you can play Maple Story on the phone. There's other games you can play on the phone. You know, I just, I want him to have the outlets that work for him. I was so glad when you told me that because I was, I, my heart was breaking for him actually that he wouldn't have that. Cause that seems like his, his, to quote J-Hope, his safety zone, you know, his safe place. Well, let's, you know, let's talk briefly on a few more things before we close out kind of our, our love letter to Jin. And one is he was on a show called Nothing Much Prepared with Yongji, a very um, popular YouTube personality, also a South Korean rapper, hilarious human, uh, where she she's just gone on hiatus with her show, but basically inviting notable people over to her small apartment and getting loaded and like shooting the breeze. You know, he came on. I had really high anticipation for this. It looked very funny. Was it funny? Yes. But because I am in a gin crisis, this just fed my gin crisis. So I'm going to out myself to say by the end, I was like almost catatonically starfished on my bed where I was like, yes, it was funny. However, I have so I was like, I don't know, I guess I'm trying to be careful because I just I don't want to overstep in like, you know, more of a public forum, like my love and concern for gin. I mean, I do feel like they're healthy, but you know, so I'm going to say this. I had concerns that he, he shared that almost all the filming and interactions he does is in-house. And again, it just like tipped off like that insular world, seeing him get his uh, allergy ointment brought to him by the staff. Look, I am maternal. And it like brought that out of like, oh God, like, what are we doing? Like he's getting his allergy ointment like brought to him. Like he's a grown man who like, I've been like living this like very clear, like he has boundaries and is this healthy whole man. And all of a sudden I'm seeing like the staff bringing him ointment. And it was just, it really, I'm in, like I said, I have no other way to say it than like, I feel like somehow the veil has lifted. I don't know what it all means, but it sent me into this thing where I just like am biting my nails for this man. And I don't know what else I want to say about it. So I'm going to just turn it over to the rest of you. We've established I'm in crisis. I mean, I guess I'll jump in. Um, you know, I agree with Leah. I was super excited about it. It looked like it, it looked like it was going to be hilarious. And it was, it was funny. Youngji is funny. Jin is funny. Their interactions together. He could keep up with her. I mean, they, I wouldn't say they had the best comedic timing, but they were funny and they played off of each other. But also the way that Jin talked about, you know, well, we don't do content with other people. We don't do programming with other, you know, with people outside um, of our company was really telling. And then she points at a camera and said, well, that's the company right there. They're watching. And he's like, hello he like bows you know so I feel like he he was kind of taken off guard with that and when I 
think about it from like a Western perspective, you know, like, I don't know, I'm very, I hate to say this, but I'm very tabloid driven. I'm one of those people. I like celebrity gossip. I like love those, you know, magazines and all that kind of stuff. And I've been like this forever since I was like a kid. And, you know, I feel like with being a fan of BTS, being ARMY, there's not a lot of scandal. And the scandal, if there's scandal, it's like made up scandal almost. You know what I mean? Like it's there for a reason. We're trying to get a distraction or something like that. So I I feel like sometimes I maybe don't pay as close attention because I feel like, like Leah said before, I know him. I have this parasocial relationship with him. I see him on the screen. I listen to the music. I feel like I know him. And this interview, this, I guess it's not really an interview, but this guest appearance really showed me, I don't know anything. He talked about being lonely. Um, he talked about, oh, the last time I played a drinking game, I was 18 and I fell out in the street. You know, just, it was this insight to Jen that, you know, I I hadn't seen before. I don't think a lot of people had seen before. And it just, you know, he talked a lot in a way that just made me realize how isolated he is in the idol machine. And that when he says, you know, there's that hilarious interview clip where they're like, friends or phone. And he was like, phone, I don't have any friends. And the, the other six of them are like, what? What do you mean you don't have any friends? But I mean, I think that he he de- doesn't even consider his the other members friends. They're just family. They're his people. And outside of them, he doesn't have friends like you and I would consider friends. So like, I just when I think about that, it makes me sad. Like, just oh, Jen, my heart is breaking, you know? So it was a great guest spot. It was a great show. But at the end of the day, I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm kind of worried about him. Kind of with Leah and Matt, like, oh, kind of worried about him. Her and I talked in the group chat. She was like, are you devastated? It's like, kind of. I'm sorry. I really don't want to be like harshing anyone's, like, you know, celebrate all you want. <laughs> this is my my own struggle. <laughs> I will say that recently when he made a point of making sure that everyone in the entire world knew that he beat Hobie at tennis, that he did mention that he has friends he plays tennis with. So I think he's, he does have some, he does have some, but not very many. It doesn't sound like, I think he said something like he has 10 other celebrities' phone numbers in his phone, which probably isn't a lot for somebody of his stature. <laughs> I'm totally going to, misremember this but there's an interview from a couple of years ago where I think it was Jin and then he said the same thing like I don't have friends and all the members were like what do you think we are and I think it's so much a part of all of their lives that they're just family at this point that yes they're friends but really more than that and nothing much prepared you just get these glimpses. And that I think that's what came across to me most when I was watching that is we don't know them. We, we don't know them at all. We get to see these pieces of them and we get to interact in this way and we get to have these relationships with them, but we don't see the whole picture. Allison, what would you like coming from the background that you have, like, you know, what, how did it make you feel when he talked about like basically being like isolated? It makes me want them to have a really great therapist <laughs> when, at any point in their life. Now, when they're moving on, 
it reminds me of that Jungi quote, like your normal is my extraordinary, my extraordinary is your normal. And I think that's where they all are. And just finding like, okay, where is your pocket of people? Where can you just go and let your nervous system reset? Um, and, you know, for Jin, it's gaming, and hopefully he gets to do that and, and find people that way. That's what came across to me. Also, and I'm going to like probably butcher this because I don't have the source material in front of me, but a conversation he once had with Namjoon that obviously stuck with Namjoon because he's quoted it on stage and credited it back to Jin is this idea that Jin says that he uses others to make him happy. So essentially by like cheering people up and projecting kind of happy energy, the people around him get happy and then he can then kind of like feed back that happy energy. And that's something that has always really impressed me since I've heard it. Um, I think that I often do that too. So maybe I like related to that, but I hadn't heard anyone like articulate that (laughs) in such a way, but it's just that idea of like, knowing somehow that the energy exchange affects you and figuring out a way to manipulate it and not like manipulate it in a bad way, but in like a positive way to then be able to kind of like draw that back. I just thought that was like a really, yeah, a very emotionally intelligent way to articulate that behavior. One of the things I like doing is looking up quotes that they've said and Jin has one very good influence becomes bigger when shared. He's very much about taking care, like you said, building up those around him. Um, he had another one about like, think think of the positive, the negative is there, but the more you think of the positive, the more that will increase. Totally butchered the quote, but that was the, the essence of it. Um, he is, and that's why I chose thoughtful because he he seems very thoughtful and intentional about how he interacts with the members, how he interacts with ARMY, because he wants that positive influence to ripple out. All right. Well, let's just talk really briefly on a love story, because, you know, we do know that BTS often, for better or worse, is forced to keep their, you know, personal relationships very private. And so we don't get a lot of sense. But we do know about a very special love story that Jin is involved in. And this is with RJ, his uh, line friends character, who is a white llama, correct? It's not an alpaca or is it an alpaca? It's alpaca. It's an alpaca. Sorry. I, I apologize to llamas and alpacas because like, yeah, I can't really fully like get them apart. Um, so who wants to talk a little bit about this love story for the ages? I mean, I covered a little bit of it when we talked about merch. Um, but to like, for me, when I think about Jin's love story with RJ, I feel like RJ just became an extension of himself and like his personality. And when I watch him with, you know, RJ, he's, I love that RJ has his own like Louis Vuitton shopper bag. So when you see Jin at the airport with that shopper bag, RJ's in there, which just, I love that. I think it's the cutest thing. Um, But I feel like he really used RJ to be comfortable in situations and kind of like use it as an extension of his own personality, whether he was in front of the camera with other members and um, a clip that I just love every time it comes up in any of my for you pages is um there is a clip of j-hope j-hope sick 
and he's in the elevator waiting like to go to his room and you see this little you see these hands just move RJ into the frame and leave RJ with J-Hope as like, hey, you know, I'm sure you got to go be by yourself so we don't all get sick, but I'm with you. And I just I love that. Like, I love the idea that he probably passes RJ around like, hey, I'm with you when you go do this or if you're alone or, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you like go to one of their houses and there's like an RJ on the shelf. So I just I don't know. I think it's really sweet. And I we are RJ fans in this house. We have an RJ ready to go for Christmas. So, I mean, we're about it. I get it. Um, and I don't know. It it just reminds like you look at it and you think gin. And I love that. And I love that for all army who, you know, have their own RJ at home and, you know, really like put in that energy. It was really interesting to me to see uh so many armies response to the appearance of the sudden appearance of the character Wuto to promote the astronaut, the little alien character. And when Jin brought the plush Wuto to the airport instead of RJ, <laughs> this spawned a lot of concern and also a lot of humor, <laughs> memes and videos and all kinds of stuff. I'm sure many of you saw, uh, but it was really kind of interesting to see the response. Like people were a little taken aback of uh, the sudden abrupt uh, change in the, the relationship. And uh, I don't know, I saw some interesting, like mostly funny stuff about it, about, uh, you know, RJ being jealous and things like that. Uh, <laughs> it's funny memes like where uh, RJ is sitting on the front porch with a big banner that says, welcome home cheater, <laughs> waiting for Jin to come home, <laughs> stuff like that. But I also saw a couple of poignant comments online about how, I don't know if, whether this was intentional for the uh, the the graphic designers and the 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 people who designed the campaign for the astronaut, but with with the alien um, uh, imagery and idea of Jin, kind of, uh, and, and I mean, we know that the song "Astronaut" was came about as a result of Jin sharing with Cold play that he was about to embark on this big change in his life having to go into the military being separated from the other members being separated from the fans and um so i i think it was intentional probably then this idea of the astronaut going off into the unknown into this alien world uh and so that was a little bit uh just sad to me too that he's you know this got this change in his um little alter ego uh, it's not you know right now it's not fluffy rj it's it's wuto the alien who's gonna accompany him on this journey into the unknown but yeah but, but the whole thing about rj is is neat too because i, I remember the the making video where he was designing rj I'll, i i didn't get a chance to go back and rewatch it but i just remember him saying that his main goal with it was just to make RJ as cute as possible, just to be fluffy, a source of comfort, to be extra, extra cute. And I feel like that goes back to that, what you all have said about how Jin sees his role as a star to make other people happy, right? And so RJ is just extremely cute and adorable. And that's a way that Jin uses RJ and uses worldwide handsome and uses the, his other little shared jokes running jokes or themes with army to bring comfort to us i was looking up um pictures of rj and jane on uh google and there's a life-size picture of him and rj and he wanted that for his birthday and so two years ago he got a life-size it's as tall as him 
RJ and it's pretty adorable. That's fantastic. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I went to uh, the mall the other day and I got like a BT21 backpack charm and like with no like expectation of like what charm I would get just realizing like, ooh, whatever I'm going to be gifted is going to be amazing. And it was RJ and I was just so thrilled. (laughs) So I like had it on my purse. And then you go out into the community and if if you know you know and so I was like at a store and the girl behind the counter was like oh I love your RJ and I was like oh thank you I have Shooky at home too and so we were just talking about BT21 and like that's that's the love of RJ right there I think Jin would appreciate that I think he would too, because it is bringing joy. I, I was just at uh, another uh, at a concert for the Rose, which is another artist from Korea uh, and also from the United States, and uh, they're incredible. And but anyway, whenever you go to another K-pop show or K-music show, there's just BT with Twenty One everywhere, and it's just a, a, such a great way to connect with other fans. We're not going to say too much about Jin's kind of final love letter to ARMY before enlistment, which is The Astronaut, which was his collab with Coldplay. There is a whole podcast, well, a short podcast uh, that's come out. So search for that uh, under Afternoon ARMY, where you get our hot takes kind of the morning after release. And so that kind of sums up, you know, our reactions to the song and the music video. Uh, But for now, as much as I think none of us want to say goodbye to Jin, what, you know, what's your kind of closing thought? My closing thoughts on Jin is just to remember that he is the biggest advocate for loving yourself. And when I think of him wearing his matching pajamas and gaming and sitting down and eating in front of a camera so that you know he can share his love of food. He's teaching all of us to love ourselves, and that is that is what I think about when I think about Jin. One of the things I really like about Jin is how he tends to relate to Army fairly horizontally, like a peer. Uh, and uh, you know, sometimes I think he, because of that, he feels like he can gently take us to task about things. But he's also our biggest fan too. Okay, I sent everyone a picture in the group chat. So if you please refer to exhibit A, I know this seems odd, but I have a reason. So if you have your Instagram chat available, I sent a photo. I have a question. Do we feel that this gin, which we'll share the day that this podcast drops, do we feel that this gin girl boss too close to the sun and they reeled it back? This gin wasn't around long enough, I feel like. I've seen this picture. I've seen the clips. I I don't understand where this particular Jin went. Jin's great, handsome, worldwide handsome all day long. But this one, those are my closing thoughts because I, I need to know why we rolled it back a little bit, right? Because this was going down the road that Suga is currently on. This is the path that Suga's on today, yet this was him like in 18 so they rolled it back i don't like let him do maybe this is what they were like oh that looks too much military glow up let's save it maybe that's why i need to know i think it's important so just for context for anyone listening um 
I would say that Jin looks a little bit thicker here than he normally does. And I think that Megan has a type and that is Herman a little bit more like muscly and big necked. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. So, I mean, yes, I guess then that 2024 will be a happy time for you. I mean, for all of us, but for you in particular, when he comes out with his, you know, military glow up will be something, something to say. And, you know, you might be able to feel like this photo, you know, is like a taste of what's to come. The best is yet to come, as they say. Yes, but I just don't, I, for the life of me, I don't understand what happened. Cause it's like, then we turned a page and we went back to like, kind of awkward and dorky right like what oh I'm so cute and I'm like giving you you know finger hearts and wait a minute there are clips of him like putting eye drops in and like drinking water and like it's a whole thing and I just what what are you talking about you've never seen those clips no but I mean like what putting eye drops in is what does that mean it it's just like this it's like cinematic in the way it's like k-drama it's like out of a k-drama it's like you're watching from across the room I, i'll have to show them anyway so are, you saying, are you saying that him putting in the eye drops is him being like extra sexy yes okay because you're like i don't know why i don't know either so. i don't know why i can't explain it like i there it's is there science behind it no there's like there's no basis for it ever but i feel like that about every single member right because that ajama hairdo that dropped this morning that did would never look good on anybody right are we all in agreement that that hair on sugar this morning would not look good on anybody that mullet on j-hope at busan would not look good on anybody else yet here we are so that all i'm saying is i just don't understand where that that photo and that particular gin went and that's that's all I've got for the rest of the night. That's it. Sorry. So I'm going to do a very polite rebuttal and say that because, you know, I was wrecked by gin for my spring in a way that was unholy is that a cardigan gin. I mean, look, I'm here for the cardigan gin to the point that uh, my daughter who just walked in the room, we saw the permission to dance soul concert, like in the movie theater where we went and like sat down and he had on a green cardigan and like a tight white tank top underneath and was singing in the rain. And at one point my daughter just screamed out, mommy, I want him, get him for me. (laughs) So, I mean, I think he's doing pretty good even without the eye drops, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> sure. I, I think this is, this is what happens when you have an alt bias. This is what happens <laughs> when you have an alt bias. Because then now you get the other side and you're like, oh, oh, oh. You know? I, yeah, I don't, I, I've got a cardigan kink with Jen. And when he puts on the cardigan and goes to like Maple Story, like that's like, that's my jam. <laughs> and so- But I think what I want to say in my closing meant for Jin is just, I'm going to miss him a lot. And the fact that he stated that originally he wanted to join the military in the summer when it's warm, but waited to do like the last concert in Busan, et cetera. And so now he's enlisting 
in winter when it's going to be, I mean, like, look, I don't think it's limited to Korea. I think boot camp in general is known to suck. I don't know anyone who's been like, oh, boot camp was just great. <laughs> like it's a, it's not good fun. And for it to be like going into boot camp in winter and the fact that he did that so that, you know, he could stick around and do this concert. And ugh, I just feel like I'm very appreciative to him. We are going to miss him a great deal. I think that, again, he is, I don't think he's underrated, but I don't feel like we fully are going to be able to, I think we're going to really see the impact without him. Like once we see the group without him, because he is just, I don't think BTS could have gotten to where they've gotten to without him. And I mean like that in a very particular like way of the fact that he never used his being the oldest to dominate or to demean. I think he just set this tone of kind of positivity and sweetness, lightness, kind of dorkiness and gave that all kind of permission to breathe. And I think that's why we've been able to see BTS go the distance that they have. And I really do credit him for that. Well said. I don't know. We just have to somehow figure out how to let him go. I'm just not ready. Listen, just listen to Astronaut 22 times, with like a box of Kleenex and something. I don't know. <laughs> when we wake up someday in the next probably few weeks and he's just gone, I don't know how I'm going to do that. And the countdown starts. So I have I have a, one other solo artist that I follow named Ravi who I've been following even since before I uh, came to know BTS and he just left and the fan accounts that I follow have countdowns going that are like in, you know, triple digits, <laughs> high mm. triple digits. And uh, it's like, Oh, here. We and it's radio silence. He's just gone. He's just radio silence. And that's going to be really weird. This is my first experience with that. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be like the day that, you know, we woke up and Allison was like, don't go on social media shut it down like it's gonna be like that I mean we're just gonna wake up and there's gonna be an announcement I was just gonna say I think you're right like I I don't think that we realize I don't think we realize the impact of any one particular member not being there when the rest of them are there um because the way that it's looking you know they're probably going to be nominated for awards and there are going to be award shows in the future where they're all not going to be together to go to those award shows and will they go will they not go i don't know um so like it i think like the impact is a lot wider than we really realize because we're like oh we're gonna miss them and it's you know we're not gonna get the content we're not gonna see them and there's not gonna be you know these fun things happening but at the same time they're gonna be missing them too and there's gonna be a hole for them too and that you know like i sent something the other day and i was like i didn't even think about like jk not talking to his like big bro every day like someone that almost raised him you know it's gonna be radio silence for a bit and that's devastating so I think you're right I think like the impact is a lot bigger um all jokes aside than we really realize at this point you can't be that bonded and that have gone through that many intense experiences with six other people I mean how, how many people go through something like that and not have it be a profound impact. Uh, I, I can't even imagine. So all this to say is we don't know. We don't know what's going to come, 
but we can trust that it's going to be good and formative and change is always scary. There's a lot of unknowns. And what we can do is take that, the positivity and the generous spirit and just kind of project that into our normal lives and bring that, bring that idea of focusing to choose on joy and goodness and kindness and looking out for each other and being in community and things like that. I think that's where we can, you know, put our energy positively over the 18 months. Cause I will not say two years that he's gone. So on that note, I think let's all say goodbye to J- see you soon to Jin. See you soon. <laughs> and Borahe. Borahe. That was a sad Borahe. <laughs> now let's do it a little happier. Borahe. Borahe. <laughs> <laughs>